As a teenager, you were controlled and confined by what others demanded and expected of you. In your 20s, you were consumed by what others thought of you. In your 30s, you realized you were still conflicted by what you truly thought of yourself. But now, in your 40s and beyond, it's finally time to live fearlessly, fabulously, and fully you. Let's go. Hey sis, welcome to In the Middle with Myra, and I'm your host, Myra Rollins. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to The Middle. Um, I am so excited about today's topic. Um, Actually, I'm lying. I am sick of talking about weight. I am sick of talking about food. I am sick of playing with the same 10 and 15 pounds year after year. I am sick (laughs) of putting weight in healthy eating on my vision board. How about you? (sighs) So that's why I got Shandria. Shandria has um, graced us before on the podcast. She was actually my first podcast guest. So make sure to go back and check her out when she was talking about if you have drama with your mama. It was an amazing, insightful interview. And I'll have a link for that in the show notes of this show. But today she's talking about um, the war with women on food. And listen, it doesn't have to be this battle. Food is our friend. Everybody say it, food is our friend, but we have um, developed some bad eating habits oftentimes around emotions and and just things like that. So she's going to help us unpack some of that. And um, I hope that you're encouraged and that you walk away with some practical tips to help you on your journey. And so here we go with um, the wonderful, calming, insightful Shandria Riddick. Hey, ladies, thanks again for meeting me in the middle. I um, just wanted to ask you a question. Is food your worst enemy? Have you been struggling with weight, self-esteem, and food addiction since you were a little girl? Ladies, I recognize that many women over 40 are plagued by unhealthy patterns regarding food, self-image, and weight. So I have invited Shandria Riddick back to meet us in the middle to help us unpack some of this drama. Shandria, welcome again. Thank you. It's so great to be back. Thank you for inviting me back. Yes. (laughs) I'm going to have to put you on payroll, girl. Put you on payroll. (laughs) (laughs) That is so great. I'm so um, excited to have you back. You are always such um, a delightful person to speak to in general, but then just a resource of information. And I just um, appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. I love being here. I appreciate that. All right, so we're going to just jump into some content. Um, we're talking about unhealthy eating habits and even putting a label on this. So can you give us a general um, definition or scope of what an eating disorder is? So a eating diso- uh, um, an, an eating disorder is any kind of I- illness that's characterized by regular eating habits um, that mm-hmm. usually concern a about body weight, shape, you know, images, anything like that, that involves your eating, um, we can constitute as an eating disorder. Right. And, you know, typically when we say eating disorder, we think this picture of a little skinny teenage girl who is just um, growing up and finding herself an identity. Um, Is that an accurate picture 
of who typically has eating disorders? No, it is not. I, that's what we've been told. That's what we've been fed. Um, at, in our age, everybody re- remembers the after school programs. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> and it's always the, the, you know, the little white girl that, who didn't eat and she was really little. And uh, no, that's not. That's one. That's one eating disorder. That's a- anorexia. But there are mm-hmm. several eating, other eating disorders that we can have that you can be of normal weight. There's, there's no overeating. There's, you know, you're not obese and then you're not anorexic, but no. So it could be anybody that has an eating disorder, anybody type, anybody shape, you can still have an eating disorder. Hmm. So just really quickly, you know, just top line, what are some of the most prevalent eating disorders that we see? And what are um, those that you see mostly in women who are 40 and above? Well, the main ones I see, you know, the ones where you normally is uh, is anorexia nervosa, bulimia, you know, binge eating, overeating. Those are all the common things that, that, you know, we normally see coming in. And after, by the time I get them, or they come into counseling, it's already extreme, right? Mm-hmm. And so most women over 40, what we tend to do is we do the binge eating or the overeating. Um, the, the bulimia is really prevalent. We may overeat and then purge in the bathroom. And so we, because the caloric intake or the fat intake, but usually at that point, are we over exercising or we're over in, involved in um, eating clean or healthy? All of that is can be considered an eating disorder. And in our wow. 40s, it's easier to do that um, because we can do whatever we want. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no yes. one is watching. No one watching. is watching. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. And so that just leads me to the question, like, do you believe in your experience that these started in our childhood and just were never resolved? Or do you see that they developed as we got older? Well, there is a there is a developmental aspect to this, a genetic aspect. In our teenage years, there are a lot of hormonal changes that are happening. So that has something to do with our um being more prone to some of us being more prone to eating disorders. So if you struggle with that as a teenager, doing the middle, the forties and fifties and the hormonal changes, some women go back to that because it's kind of that same kind of hormonal changes, the insecurities and all those things that are going on with your body um, that they, they do go back to that. So if you struggle with that in your teenage years and you're struggling with that now, um, that's not uncommon. Now, some of us develop these things as we get older because of the hormonal changes and the way our body changes physically as we get older um, and how we how um, fat kind of stores itself in different places as we get older. And so some, everywhere. yes, everywhere, everywhere. Um, one Oreo <laughs> cookie can last a week, two weeks, three weeks. Yes, right. So, um so a lot of because of that, some of us during this sort of time in our lives, we do develop eating disorders. Um, so it doesn't not necessarily have to be because we had when we were when we were younger. That's true. We are more mm-hmm. prone to that as at this age. However, we can develop one even if we didn't have one in in these middle years. Very interesting. And so there is such a stigma around eating disorders and a lot of it is like you know done in secret and um it just makes me believe that as an older woman 
it would even be less likely that women would seek help for this because of the stigma. And then also, you know, we see it as a young person's disease. So a woman might be hesitant to seek help. Have you found that in your experience? Yes. And we label it differently. And and the older we are, we don't really see it as a problem. We just label it, label it as, you know, we're trying to do what's best for our bodies. The, the problem with women at our, our age is that the recovery is different. The damage is far more intrusive than it is in your, you know, when you're younger. Um, your body mm-hmm. just doesn't recover like it could be. So a lot of heart problems, especially women who are diabetic, have problems weakening of the bones, problems with um, the digestive system. All of that um, is just a little bit more intense during the middle years than it was when you were younger. So you could do some binging, binging and purging um, when you're a teenager as an adult that has a lot of complications um, associated with that. So sometimes women are go to the doctor before they'll go get help. They'll get um, help for the symptoms of a stomach ache or the symptoms of whatever, you know, whatever they're doing, but they won't go to the, the counselor Exactly. And so you mentioned those genetic components, but, you know, what are those um, aspects um, of the eating disorder that we need to seek counseling for, like on an emotional level that's causing this? Man, um, you know, when you're hiding um, and you're covering yourself up or you're in a constant state of depression or anxiety, anxiety is a huge um, factor when it comes to eating disorders. That's one of the things we see a lot of is anxiety. Um, Mm -hmm. so when you find yourself in a a place of being, not being in control and it controlling you by telling you to hide yourself, do it in secret. Don't let anybody know the anxiety of being found out. You really need to go talk to somebody. Right. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and so, of course, we see that the propensity for eating disorders is um, far more in women. And is it because of just the societal, just the stress on our body and the image? Or is there other factors you see as well? Yeah, I, I think it is. I think our, our there's a culture uh, factor in all of this. And our culture really is body image. And mm-hmm. um, so women often have a lot more difficulty with all the images that we see. Now that doesn't cancel out men. Men also have different, um, a different aspect of this. A lot of them are athletes and because of the demands of their bodies athletically, um, we dismiss it as them trying to be fit, them trying to stay in shape. Um, and, and a lot of times they do have, in certain sports, they do have um, eating disorders. But women, right. for the most part, we are bombarded by images um, the expectations of society and ourselves and what we don't like, we pinpoint parts of our bodies. Um, and yes, so more of us, I think it's like two to one, <laughs> something like yeah. that. We are twice as likely to develop eating disorders as men are. Hmm. And you know, you get to thinking about, okay, what, I have some unhealthy habits, but a lot of women will be like, well, it ain't that bad or that crucial like what are some you know telltale signs that yes you have crossed over into oh from you don't eat very healthy to you are having some signs of eating disorders well like I said when it dictates everything you do and it it when it overtakes everything 
Mm-hmm. If you get to a, a point where you will only eat foods from whole food, it cannot have anything other than these certain ingredients in it. That is an eating mm-hmm. disorder. Or when you when you when your whole life is dictated by your exercise routine, if you're sick and you're exercising still, right. if you are are binge eating in the closet or if you are, you know, throwing up all the time. So when that thing starts to overtake you mm-hmm. and overtake your life, it's not just you're just trying to be healthy and looking at your calories. If you if you're documenting every calorie that you have, if you're chewing gum and you're documenting the calories in the gum, if it's it's when it's it's to the extreme to where it is dictating what you do when you go to sleep, when you get, wake up, you can't do any kind of normal life activities then that indicates that it, you really have to go talk to somebody that it has crossed the line be, um, between healthy and addict and being addicted. Right. And, you know, you're using the word addicted, and that's a very strong word that a lot of mm-hmm. people in general just don't want to put on themselves. But is it important that we use that language? Yes, it is very important because our tendency is to normalize our behavior. So, we don't consider addiction normal, mm-hmm. right? So it's important that you we speak it as though it is. It is an addiction um, to exercise. It is, it is an addiction to starving yourself. There is a certain sense of um, that's abnormal in, in the whole process that there's some kind of relief or some resolve of hurting yourself. Was it is in essence what you're doing, and so that's unhealthy. And when it gets to that place, we really need to label it for what right. it is. You know, I hear yes. that oftentimes, and this is probably not the right word, but like remissions, where you'll get into a cycle where you know you're whether let's say bulimia, where you're vomiting quite a bit, but then it just stops. And then it may be months and then you relapse and do it again. So does that keep women from seeking help because they go in and out of periods of the habit? Yeah, they they, they don't um, recognize the cycle that they're in and they don't recognize the time, the triggers of the um, of the mm-hmm. disorder. So sometimes when stress levels are high or there's a lot of feelings of uncertainty, then that's when the cycle begins with the binge eating and things like that. Um, and when there's resolve in our life or we feel like we're okay, we got, you know, we were able to resolve some things, then it goes away. So, and we are able to say, okay, I talked myself through that. I don't really need to get help. But you see, I'm, I'm really able to be okay alone. Um, but that's not necessarily true. It just could be part of the cycle. Mm. So this isn't something that we can just kick, right? Like I can get over this one on my own no no and and we are people who are walking around with experiences that's how we see our life we go to certain grocery stores because of the experience of the grocery store we eat at certain restaurants because of the experience at the restaurant a lot of our habits most of our habits and our tendencies are because of past experiences things that have happened in our lives so we have to be attuned to that 
So we have some things that we've experienced that have caused some abnormal responses and some abnormal behaviors that we have normalized. And if we don't really take a look at our experiences and the things that we've gone through that have caused some of these behaviors, then we're just going to keep doing it. So it's not, we can't be our own person just, okay, well, I feel good about this, so I'm going to do it, or I feel bad about this, so I'm not. We do have to have someone to process some of that with. And when we get to the place where we're hurting ourselves, that's the time when we do have to seek help outside of us. And, you know, um, you often stress that, that we cannot be our own and only barometer of our behavior. But I think that there's this beauty of women um, our age that we have come into this place where I love myself and I have accepted me and I know what I like and I know what I don't like. So we don't check in with other people much because we have said that is the benefit of getting to this age. <laughs> but what I hear you saying is that we can't use that to, um, our, we can sometimes use it to our deficit. Yes. The wisdom in being our our age, I love, is that we have come into ourselves and we know who mm-hmm. we are. But also coming to, into ourselves and knowing who we are means we also know where we need help still. Wow. That there are areas in our life that we have not arrived and we are constantly in need of help in that area or direction or insight or different perspectives perspectives in certain areas so yes we have come into ourselves and we know that but we also are well aware that we still need help and we have to always remember that we are never in a place where we are without a need for a different perspective or input Mm, that is so good so I can be evolved and just feel good about me and secure in myself, but at the same time realizing that there are areas in my life that I have not arrived yet, and that's okay. And that is okay. Mm-hmm. You, yes, we can live 50 years and don't know how to change a tire. It's okay. <laughs> or have somebody, pay somebody to come change your tire. Right? <laughs> and so do you often, because of that, like... um the importance of maybe group therapy more so for um, issues of eating disorders more so than others? I'm so, that is such a great question. I'm so glad you asked that because many um, won't go to individual counseling and individual counseling is great for some people. Some people are comfortable with that, but they're not particularly comfortable in that setting. Mm -hmm. The beauty of groups is that you not, you've hear the report of someone else's experience Mm -hmm. and the connection and being able to not feel so isolated in and of yourself um, it gives you a sense of hope and you can see how um, someone else has improved or you can see the consequences maybe of their lives and so it really helps adjust where you are Mm. so group therapy in this situation can be great however it also in some situations can be a hindrance because some people in this especially eating disorders you have to be careful because they learned bad habits from other wow. people. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it depends on the person. Yes, some people don't want to go to individual counseling. They don't feel comfortable. They don't know if that's something that they really need. Um, so yes, group counseling can be great. Some people learn and grow from there. But also there are individuals who, you know, they get a lot worse because of group counseling, just from learning new techniques 
<laughs> learning new ways of hiding, learning new ways of, of masking theirs. Their right. Illness. Interesting. So as a, um, do you lead group sessions and how do you navigate that and kind of keep an eye on if this is being productive or a hindrance to a person? Yes, I do lead group sessions, not in not in eating disorders, but yes, I do lead uh, lead uh, group sessions, and I often listen and watch body language, and also listen to their responses. Mm-hmm. Um, and I make sure I interact with each group member by asking certain questions and just evaluating um, progress um, while they're there, and just listening to the language. So, Shandria, you tell mostly me you, can, you kick somebody out of group sometime. Yes, I do. But it's not, it's for their own good, right? So usually if if I ask, you know, someone maybe that we let's do spend some time together one-on-one before we go back to the group. And usually they agree. I've never had anybody to get upset about it. Um, You know, most people like the one-on-one time. Um, But that's kind of how I do it. Just say, hey, I just really want to think that maybe one on one time with us is going to help a little bit more Mm -hmm. that, you know, sometimes the group can be distracting. So let's just do some one on one time together. And, you know, I've I've had success. You're so tactful. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so for the women who are looking at their lives and say, you know, I don't believe I have an eating disorder, but I. I'm just tired of this battle with food and this battle with my body image. You know, what are some words of encouragement and maybe even something practical that you would tell those? Well, it is um, most of us and in, in counseling, we call it not otherwise specified. <laughs> most people are walking around with certain traits or symptoms and not enough of it to be classified as a disorder or a Mm -hmm. diagnosis. So um, noticing within yourself when it's becoming too much is is really important. Um, Just kind of watching out for just what your motivation behind it is. If it is just to get healthy, I just want to be healthy. Um, I want to, you know, work out a little bit more. I want to you know, just make sure I'm eating and not understand the food industry, you know, things like that. I just want to be healthier in my eating, all that, that that's, that's all fine. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that, but just be aware when it starts to dictate Mm -hmm. your life. Yeah. Very true. Just dictating, just dictating your life. And we can also be extreme on the other side. Some of us are perfectly happily happy at being more wow. obese when the doctor is telling us that your blood pressure is too high, that you're type, you know, here comes type two diabetes and things like that too. And we have this self image that is the other way. You know, I've been heavy all my life. It's okay. I'm fine. I'm healthy. Um, so we do have to kind of look at it the other way. Some of us are overconfident, um, in areas that we shouldn't be, but, but as a therapist, I hear that there's still some insecurities and things that we still need to kind of go into and look at because you and I both know that at your height and weight, that that's not healthy. That's exactly. So let's look at why. Look at you stepping (laughs) on some toes. You know, (laughs) yes. Yes. And it's uncomfortable, but if we want to be healthy, we want to live as long as the days that the Lord has given us on this earth, we have to be, use it um, and, and be wise at how we do that and, and treat it as the gift exactly. that it, that it we is. We do have a responsibility to take care of our temple 
and whatever spectrum yes. and you know we are you know one side or the other we have to do it we uh, you know do like you said to maximize the days that the lord has given us so yes yes and you know e- eating is 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 the thing that's harder it's not like you can have an issue with alcohol you can stop <laughs> drinking you know issue with drugs you just stop using them but food you, you know still i have, have many do. times wanted to finish <laughs> to wire my mouth shut and say just let me just drink <laughs> no <Mm-mm>. no <laughs> so it, it is a balance and it, it does take energy it takes intention um it does take you um having to look at those cravings and those habits and things like that and all the disorders and things like you do have to take a look at that because it is unrealistic to say, I'm just going to stop eating. So you do have to really take note of your motivation and your goal. Mm -hmm. You know, what would you say to the woman who's considering like weight loss surgery? Who's like, I am, I have failed at all my other efforts and I'm getting ready to just fix this problem. You know, I say that that is a personal, personal decision. And I think that if you if you are making that decision, that you really do need to consult doctors and psychologists and you need to really do some work before you go do that. You have to know the, the risks. Talk to talk to women who've had the surgery. Um, talk to the ones that have been successful and ones not so successful, but really doing the work and getting the information about it. It's mm-hmm. really important. Um, so I, I've, I've, I've interviewed women both that have done it and then have, you know, done the work to um, do it without the surgery. And so I, I can't lean either way. It is a personal right. decision. Um, but make sure whatever decision that you make, that you are well informed. And it's not just talking to your cousins <laughs> and, and aunts and uncles or watching my 600 pound life. <laughs> That is the show. It is that will make you put it down it's a great show of ice cream quickly. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and 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 to see the the uh, abnormal behavior um and you can see it when they can't exactly. is really important. And you know, sometimes it takes but yeah, just extremes sure for you to see yourself. And it's like, no, I'm not eating three whole pieces, but yesterday I totally ate four and I was full at two so for me that's what it does it allows me to see myself on not their extremes but my own yes and it it is it's really also it's really important I think when you're identifying in someone else and I tell people always be careful of what you Mm -hmm. identify so when you're watching because that means something Uh in you is ringing (laughs) yes right (laughs) Be careful when you're calling out somebody else because right. What's that old ringing. school? The one who smells so, tells that we used to tell people back. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so understanding that is important. So yeah, it 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 is such a it's such a um a journey as far as eating because we right. all battle something. Mm-hmm. All of us that is so battle true. something. And I think it was just so good for you to say that yeah. that all of us because. This eating thing, oftentimes you do feel like, like, am I the only one still struggling with this? Or And you do a lot of comparisons. So just to hear you say that all of us, whether it be this battle or something else, are struggling with something. So, Yes. And the marketing that's thrown at us, TV commercials, 
um, the new things, you know, I was looking at something Kentucky Fried Chicken had like Girl, a donut sandwich yes. chicken. I thought, yes, and you know, you think that, okay, that's just the fair. They're going to do that once a year, but they are bringing this stuff to your local drive through and I, yes but then at the same time we have this yes, whole they are. opposite push of health and wellness you know within the industry too so it's just really just this war and this battle so and knowing yourself mm-hmm. in the battle is key knowing yourself in the battle knowing what your weaknesses are your strengths are and knowing the knowing the marketing, knowing what you can ride by. If you see it, if it's calling, keep on driving by. Or sometimes right. just have what you, you know. Want. For me, Shandria, like Every I do now not do buffets. I I cannot. It is overwhelming me for me. And by the time I, I leave, I feel like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that, and it would start this cycle for me. So I just don't do buffets anymore. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't do buffets because I'm a germaphobe. Oh, I just can't do the handles. That is so funny. <laughs> Girl, I just go in and pray and say that it's cooked at above this temperature. I'll be good. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you That's so great. much, Shandri. And I yeah. always want to just um, end with, you know, just whatever wrap up that you would like to encourage and tell everyone regarding um, and not even just eating disorders, but just the battle with self-image and weight. Well, I do want to encourage everybody and just say we're all in a battle, that you are never alone in, you know, in yours. And that um, if you do feel like you're alone, that there are people that you can call. I just want to encourage everyone that if you feel like you have issues with your eating or whatever the issues, depression, anxiety, that you can always reach out and get help. You can go to psychologytoday.com. And you can enter your zip code and it will populate a list of people that are in your area. And you can go through there and you can pick and choose, see if they take your insurance, all of that on psychologytoday.com. I too have a website, shandriariddick.com, and you can go on there. I, I do individual counseling and groups and and there's uh, my book is on there and um, Merit for Five Minutes. Um, but I just want to encourage you to reach out and ask for help. There is nothing wrong um, for asking for help in any struggle that you that you are having. There are people that are trained to help walk with you during some difficult seasons. But we're all, everyone has a battle. Everyone. But I just want to encourage you in your battle right. to get help. Chandria, thank you so much again just for your wisdom, expertise, and then just just the calming way that you communicate the information. Like if I have a problem, I wouldn't mind just sitting on the couch, picking my feet up across from you. You just make it feel like it's okay. Girl to God be the glory <laughs> because I have <laughs> exactly. Now their report may be a little different. <laughs> However, that's the thing. To God be yes, the glory. Ma'am. That's what I can say. Because uh, for all the things exactly. that he's done in my well, life. Well, that is a wonderful <laughs> way to end. And again, thank you so much, Shandria, and to all of our listeners. Mm-hmm. Thank you for inviting For meeting me. us thank in the you. middle again. Great. You have a great day. Ooh, if that don't help you step away from that refrigerator right now. <laughs> Ladies, listen, we do not have to battle with the same issues from year to year. 
Weight is something that you can check off your list as conquered. I know that many of us have subscribed and just um, just come to believe that there's no way that we who've struggled with weight since we were five <laughs> can actually be at a place of healthy weight maintenance. But you can. But you can. And so hopefully something that Shandria has said in the interview has helped you to be well on your way to conquering um, your weight maintenance and healthy um, lifestyle journey. And so always remember that in the show notes, you will find links to um, where to find Shandria and her practice, as well as all the stuff that I got going on. Make sure you look for the podcast and subscribe, the Facebook community, the website and all of that. Ladies, thank you again so much for meeting me in the middle, because here is where we discuss topics that help us age well, because we understand that getting older with style and grace ain't easy but somebody gotta do it so why not us why not you and as always choose to make it a great day